Good morning. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the middle west of the United States. No, the divided states of America and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. Someday we will come together and we will be one. But that will be because people have chosen to follow Christ, to be part of the one true kingdom of God. And he will be our Lord and we will be with him. Instead of where we're at now, which is a precursor to that. Much like when a seed is planted in the ground and has to be watered and sunshine on it and it sprouts, uh, sprouts forth fruit eventually. As we put our faith and trust in Christ and learn and grow in him, someday we will produce fruit for the kingdom, but we will also uh, produce the ultimate fruit and that we will get to go be with him someday the one who created us. And that is a beautiful thing. But in this life, we will have tumult, we will have uh, hardness sometimes, but sometimes we'll have joy and peace. And I think a lot of it starts with our own attitude how we think about things and the things that we let get to us, the frustrations we might have about certain things and how we react in given situations. But in the end, there's really only two paths that you can follow. You can follow the narrow way, which in choosing Christ you do because the world doesn't want anything to do with God. You can see that every day. When you see any anything to do with the public schools, anything to do with our government and the United States of America, anything to do with the government and many other parts of the world, uh, men are selfish, prideful. Men and women, selfish, prideful, want their own way, want to be their own God. Men and women want to put faith in things that aren't true. The religion of evolution, the religion of secular humanism, of Mohammedism, of many other isms. And yet people still do. People want to believe in millions of years in a bowl of soup. Right, Because then they don't have to worry about what God thinks. They don't have to worry about what God says in his word. And we need to be praying for folks in that realm to finally understand, to finally get what is reality. You know, God's word says fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can't have wisdom without fear of God. And fearing God is having a trust in him that he is and he is who he says he is so in the bible you find 
life, where life came from, what the purpose of life is, which is love God and enjoy him forever. And we're looking at the, the word life right now. We've gone through a few things. You can go back to the previous shows to listen to that. But we're at the point at which we're looking at the book of Mark and Luke. And Jesus is talking in this statement in Mark chapter 3, verse 4. He says unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their place, their peace. You know, men want things a certain way. We want to have things, a lot of people want things cut and dry, or, you know, the Pharisees at the time that Jesus came onto the scene had, you know, another 600 and some rules that people needed to follow. And some of those were with very good intention because they didn't want to sin. They didn't want to cause people to sin, to do things that were wrong. But here... Jesus is like, look, you guys are missing the whole boat here. You're all about the letter and what things look like on the outside, and you're not considering mercy and um, you know the the true nature of God, and that He cares for all His creatures, right? All of the the um, especially His people. But He says, is it you know is it evil to save a life? You know, to make someone better, he was healing people on the Sabbath, and they were having a hard time with it because they considered that work. Instead of looking at what he was doing, the guy is doing miracles right in front of their faces, and they're more worried about the fact that he's doing them on the Sabbath. Let's think about this for a minute, right? So, but people do this stuff all the time. They deceive themselves because of their own desires. You know, we see this all over the place with masks. I'm going to use that as a as an example in a practical sense. But uh, um, you know, it was going on even back then. And here we heard this one yesterday. In Mark eight, he says, "For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it." And we talked about that yesterday. And he repeats himself in some of Mark's Gospels about cutting your hand off or your eye out and, you know, doing whatever you can to prevent yourself from being in a situation where you want to sin and uh, and being in continual sin, especially, because everybody's going to mess up once in a while. Um. And he talks about life uh, in many different ways in the Gospels. But ultimately, he talks about the fact that he came to give his life as a ransom for many. He said that in Matthew. Now he says it in Mark, uh, verse 45 of chapter 10. Um. And he repeats some things in Luke Chapter 6, 9, he's asking the Pharisees, is it lawful to save life or destroy it on the Sabbath? And then he talks about, in Luke 8, he talks about the gospel a little bit. And he says, And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. And he repeats again, Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Um you know, the gospel itself is life. 
when we put our faith and trust in Christ, we receive life, life everlasting, which is true life. The life here is a temporary thing. You know, what are they? That's the old saying, death and taxes, which reminds me, I need to do our taxes. Uh, Luke 12, take heed, beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesses. And he goes on to say, take no thought for your life, which you shall eat, and neither for your body, which you put on. Life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Life is much more than about the things that you can collect during life. He goes on to, to go as far as to say, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother, and children and brethren and sisters, yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And I really don't think he wants you going around hating on everybody. But I think the point is, in comparison to your love for God, that these other things need to be minuscule in comparison. So, this is an interesting one. The word life is used in lifetime. But Abraham said, Son, remember in, thou, in thy lifetime... He received good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and you are tormented. There's a guy that goes to hell, and he's looking up and sees Abraham, and and hey, this guy's getting comforted, a guy that he knew in life. And uh, the guy's like, well, go tell my brothers. And the guy's like, look, if they're not going to believe the prophets, they're not going to believe me. And, you know, there's a point at which people are going to be faced with this reality and probably multiple times throughout your life. So, there's going to be a choice all of us have to make at some point. Are we going to follow the one true God, the Lord Jesus Christ? And uh, and lastly, he says this in Luke 21, And take heed to yourselves, lest any of you, your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting. I don't know what surfeiting means and drunkenness, and cares of this life, so that the day come upon you unawares. And at this point, he's talking about when he comes back. Because Jesus is going to return one of these days. And some are going to be joyful at that occasion. Some are going to be not so joyful. And it's going to be a uh, pretty big surprise, I think, for some folks. That they didn't take the time to to think about this and look at it from a proper perspective. So, what do you do with all this? You've got people out there who want to tell you that, you know, this earth is millions of years old, billions of, the universe is billions of years old, and that all these things form by random chance, by processes over long periods of time. Which is a joke. <laughs> I mean, it really is at the bottom line. But, uh, you know, the pressure, especially in society today in some ways, uh, to conform to what other people want you to be, you know, you see this with the whole LGBTQ movement and uh, really in 
there was a, a movie not too long ago. It's probably been a while now, but um, where these guys at the collegiate level, if you bring up intelligent design, they just shut you down in a heartbeat. They will not have any competing views um, versus the religion of evolution and scientific community at this point. And it's a sad thing, but you see the result of that. You, over the last two years, you see when people don't put their faith and trust in Christ, they don't have a conscience that's that objects sufficiently to evil things. You have people like Fauci forcing vaccines on everybody. You have people lying to your face about masks um, and things like that. You have politicians that have no core that will do whatever they need to to um, provide for themselves instead of really looking out for their constituents. You have a medical community that sells itself down to the pit of hell, in my opinion, because it's all corporate and greed-driven at this point because they get money for the shots. They were getting money for their COVID death certificates. So instead of doing the right thing, they're forcing doctors to make a choice. Are you going to follow the one true God in your conscience and the truth? Or are you going to pony up here? You want to keep your job? So anyway, there's a, a couple of stories today. I think we're interesting. And from USA Today, which I'm sure is always producing the truth, dropping the mask? CDC's new metrics are much less strict, but experts worry they may understate the risk. So they've got a, you know, a certain segment of our society is going to try and keep you uh, in fear. And there's a little quote to the side. It says, Omicron is still causing a lot of severe illness. Jason Salemni, Associate Professor of Epidemiology. Now, they haven't talked to some of the most staunch epidemiologists on the planet that are on the front lines and have been treating COVID cases and have been treating them with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and things like that to great success. But they want to talk to some obscure associate guy who's going to fit their frame of reference and what they want you to believe so they can keep you in fear. And why do they want you in fear? Well, they want you in fear because then they can get you to do things you wouldn't normally do. I mean, actually, when you think about it, fear of going to hell is a great motivator for people to put their faith and trust in God who you know, would like to be with him instead for the rest of their uh, existence. So fear does drive people to make choices in ways. But, you know, it's it cracks me up because really when you look at, at the studies that are available for mask wearing, it, what has it helped? Has it really done anything to slow the spread? No, the spread happened anyway. You know, all this stuff, if we would have maybe sheltered the people who were over 65 
and given ivermectin to everybody else, well, I would have given that to everybody anyway. Much more effective. And it's been proven over and over again. Masks do not stop this disease. And for them to sit here and continue to say that is a joke. So you have another story in a, in a different paper. Biden administration ignoring the science on airplane masking. They're ignoring the science of masking everywhere. You know, scientific results of mask wearing show there's no reason to have that. So, but again, you know, that's observable science. And people don't walk in observable science. Most people walk in inference, in, uh, you know, when you look at, at just, the, again, the, going back to the theory of evolution, they say, because we see this, then millions of years ago, it must have been like this. And we know that to be true. Because we found this thing in the dirt, and it supposedly dates to this you know, area, which is between these two dates, which is always, that always cracks me up. Well, this is between 400 million and 500 million years ago. Now they've quit doing that. They try and, and give you an actual date now, but it's all projecting what they want you to believe onto you. It's all theory and it's all gobbledygook. You know, the only thing we can observe is, hey, there's something in the dirt here. And it looks like a bunch of bones. And they'll try and draw pretty pictures and try and make it look, dress it up real nice. And, oh, we know this is true. Well, no, you don't. You weren't there to observe it. You don't know if that thing ate X, Y, and Z, you know, unless you find X, Y, and Z in its stomach. Which I think they have found some uh, dinosaur tissue that's new enough that there's no way it would be millions of years old. But they, you don't hear about that because that goes against the grain of what they want you to believe. So, anyway. The thing we need to take with us on a daily basis is that God is good. He created you with a purpose in mind. And that purpose can only be fulfilled when you put your faith and trust in him and walk in his ways. And we need to come to him daily for guidance and instruction and get in his word. Because there, again, is only two choices in life. You're either going to follow him or you're not. And there's many other things you can follow and put your faith and trust in. And God has allowed that for whatever reason. But So... I encourage you to put your faith and trust in Christ if you haven't yet. If you do not know him, seek him out. Get a Bible. Read the book of John. Learn about him. Learn the truth of God. The truth of him being creator, sustainer, and the one who loves you more than anything on this planet. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Lord, for the small things Like me and her on a poor swing For summer nights and fireflies And the sound of my old six-string Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings If I still got breath in these lungs Then that's all I need to get down on my knees And be thankful for all that he's done For my mama, for my mama